Welcome to the Cross, the Bible, and the Coffee Podcast. My name is Pastor Bo, and we are introducing this podcast for a bunch of different reasons, but one of the main ones is where we will be looking at the world from a Christian point of view. We will be looking at a bunch of topics as in sports, movies and TV shows, politics, Christian apologetics, uh, our relationship with Jesus Christ, and like I said before, many other topics from a Christian point of view. One of the things we would love to do is answer some of the questions you might have about being a Christian, about being a Christian in this world. And so we have a Facebook page at the Cross, the Bible, and the Coffee Podcast Facebook. One of the main Bible verses that we will be using that is really the the main Bible verse for this podcast is Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so that's really what our hope is to do is that through this podcast, we will sharpen each other and become greater Christians, become more loving Christians than we were the day before. And so first, let us introduce ourselves. So my name's Andrew. Uh, I was born in Indiana, 1992, so I'm 27 now. Um, I had a good childhood, I had a good family, um, was raised in the church, was raised Christian. Um, when I turned about 14, I started drinking and, uh, smoking pot for the first time. And by the time I was 17 or 18, I was a full-fledged addict. Um, you know, I started getting into hard drugs, uh, started criminal activity and, uh, my life spiraled down from there. Um, in high school, I was a good athlete, you know, did good in school, but, you know, as soon as I graduated, um, all that was out the window. I couldn't hold a job, um, connections with families, um, all of that. It was all out the window. Um, and it spiraled downward until I had nothing left. Uh, uh, in and out of homelessness, um, depression, um, high anxieties, and just confusion about who I was as a person, who I was in Christ, um, and what I believed at that point. Um, you know, I had no identity anymore. So, uh, I lived like that for quite a while, quite a few years, um, just a mess. Um, when I was about a year or two ago, um, I made the decision that this wasn't the way I wanted my life to go. Um, I wanted to have a family. I still had hopes um, of a good life, of a full life, of um, a great relationship with Christ, um, and a fullness that uh, I didn't have at that point. And I wanted that. And uh, I knew, you know, at 26 years old, now is the time to uh, really go after it. This was really a time in my life where I thought if I didn't go for it now, I might not have a chance later on. So about a year or two ago, um, I decided to enter into a rehab. Uh, started off, uh, I didn't I didn't make it through the first one, made it a couple months, relapsed, did it all over again. And then the next year I went to another one, uh, Salvation Army. Um, and that's where I really took it seriously. I, I put it in my mind that I wasn't going to leave this one early. Uh, I made it through the whole thing. Um, I gave up a lot of my earthly desires, the things that I wanted for myself, the selfish things. And, uh, um, I gave that up to God and, and said, uh, I don't want these things anymore. Um, I don't know how to let go of them. So uh, guide me through this process. And slowly and slowly over months and months, um, I was able to let go of these things and become fully clean, uh, committed to my relationship, my spirituality uh, in Christ. And I met a lot of good people along the way. Uh, some of these people uh, will have in this podcast with us. Uh, Pastor Bo, you already met. Uh, we've got a guest with us today. Um He'll introduce himself further later, and uh, we'll have more guests, more people that I've all shared this journey with along my way of becoming clean and sober, building relationships with my family again, with uh, new people in my life, and and, uh, 
by far the most uh, with God, you know, putting that piece back that uh, I was missing that whole time. So uh, that's a little bit of my background, where I came from, um, some struggles that I had, um, and where I'm at now, clean and sober, uh, starting a new podcast with some buddies, and uh, that's about it. Thank you, Andrew. Again, my name is Pastor Bo. I am from Colorado. I was born there in 1991, so I am 28. When I was born, my umbilical cord was wrapped around my throat, caused me for first ten, first 15 minutes of my life to not uh, be able to breathe. So because of that, first two years of my life, I couldn't hear. If you can tell, I have a slight speech impediment, and that's because of it. Uh, growing up, I was picked on a lot. Uh, by the time I was in fourth grade, I decided to uh, commit suicide for the first time. And so throughout my life, I tried to commit suicide a handful of times. When I was in middle school, I decided, you know what, me just being hateful and mean and and just having all these issues towards people is not the way I should live. And so I decided to truly accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Once I did that, I got the calling to be a uh, pastor. And so from middle school onward, I decided to devote my life completely to Christ, becoming a pastor. At first, I thought that I was going to become a youth pastor. But while I was in college in a small school in Kansas, I decided to get into inner city ministry. And so from there, after I graduated, I moved to Indianapolis, where I am the associate pastor at a small church in the inner city. In this church, we focus on people coming out of addictions and people coming out of uh, generational poverty. And so my heart really is for those who who are in addictions and generational poverty, as Andrew uh, commented about before. And so a lot of the people we will have on here is coming out of addictions and generational poverty, but it's much more than that. We all truly understand that the way to truly live your life is by having a true relationship with Christ. And so my mission here is really to express that and show that love. And so uh, that's just a little bit about me. Um, Like Andrew kind of said, we will be having two co-hosts, which is me and Andrew. And then each week we will have one guest host. And today's guest host is a friend of ours by name of David Grimes. Thank you, Bo and Andrew, for having me on the podcast. As he said, my name is David. I was born and raised in Indianapolis, went to Alabama A&M University for computer science. I did not complete. Um, I became an addict uh, to drugs and have been in recovery for about three years with several relapses. Um, I've been to several uh, rehabs. Um, While I'm still young in my faith, I have given my life over to Christ, and I'm on a journey of sanctification. Um, I'm going to be the guy behind the scenes doing the technical work for the podcast. Um, If you have any questions, hit me up on Facebook and I'll be sure to answer them. Now that we got done with our introductions, who we are as a podcast and who we are as a as individuals, today's topic is all about spirituality in America which is one of the reasons why we feel tempted or feel needed to make this podcast. Uh, Speaking of that, Bo, strange things happened to me today at work. Um, I work in a factory uh, or warehouse where, you know, I just pick and uh, pack things. Well, today um, she had us go over to the shipping area where we had to put labels on boxes. And one of the... um, um, one of my co-workers asked me, you know, where I was from. 
and I'm it, it threw me off because like I'm from here. <laughs> um, I told her, you know, I'm from here. I'm from America, from Indianapolis, and she's like, oh, well, she was from Africa. And she um, got into the subject of her schedule, how she was going to work four 10-hour uh, days, where I was working five uh, eight-hour days. And she was asking me why, you know, I didn't choose the four 10s. And I told her because um, I would have to work 6.30 to 5 on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I told her I couldn't do the Sunday because I go to church on Sunday. She looked at me surprised and said... You're the first American that I've met that goes to church every week. And, like, why is that, Bo? Why do you think that is? Like, are we not exposed? Are we hiding? (laughs) You know, I think there's a bunch of different reasons. But one of the main reasons is I think we don't truly know what spirituality is. You know, we ask a lot of people and, and they'll say, well, I'm a spiritual person. But we need to define what that means. So, uh, you know, me going through doing what I do, a lot of times people will say they're spiritual. But what that means is they'll they'll be talking to ghosts or they'll believe in healing crystals or or stuff like that. And organized religion, like being a Christian, is, is going down. And so let's just talk about spirituality in America, where we think it's at in America. And I think, uh, you know, I think most people have a hope and, and, you know, hope that there's, you know, a being out there or something that supports them, that, that gives them life, you know, that says, well, I've done all these things wrong in my life and, and I don't feel great about myself and where I'm headed, but, um, I hope there's something out there that can save me that, you know, I won't, you know, you know, I'm not going to burn in hell for all these things, you know, everything. I think people desire for that and most people wish for that in their lives, but I think where people have a problem is maybe putting a face yeah. or a name to that person and saying, this is who does that and this is who gives it to you. So you got a lot of people who don't want to claim Christ or don't want to claim God or claim all this, but they believe in their spirituality and believe that there's something out there. Um, I just don't think people really know where to go with it. And people don't exactly trust the church anymore. Yeah. They don't trust religion as a whole and they don't know where to put their faith in. So I think we have a lot of, um, people just wandering around and and don't really know where to, you know, you know, where to go with with, with that. Um, we, we've been, a, a lot of us have been in, AA rooms and NA rooms and the number one thing we hear there is a God of our own own understanding yep. mm-hmm. and we kind of want to put God in our own size box Yes, we, we want to dictate what God will want us to do we want us uh, we want him to give us the okay for the things we do you know for you know some of the reasons we do it as in sometimes we think it's okay to do mm-hmm. and yes. so we sometimes say well you know what god will be okay with it even if it goes against the bible god will be okay with it mm-hmm. well one of the things that i on this topic is um i had the false idea of thinking of myself as a good person um I used to be just a moralist, you know, I stick to my morals and that, that makes me a good person. So I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to any place bad. God, God's okay with me. I don't need anything other than to just do good things. Like one of my morals was not stealing. Well, somewhere along the way, um, in my addiction, we came up with this thing, this con where we would call restaurants up and tell them, you know, they got our order wrong to get free food. I didn't see anything wrong with it because I wasn't stealing in my mind. I was, they were giving me the food. I I wasn't going with a gun in my hand saying, hey, give it to me or anything like that. I was just lying to get the food, which is not as bad as, you know, robbing them. Um, 
but by those that logic is is completely flawed um me making up my own morals doesn't really work because what i was doing is wrong but at the time i saw it as justified yeah so basically what we're what you're saying what we're all kind of saying here is that based on a god of our own understanding we get to decide what goes and what stays you know what stays and what comes so if if our needs are met by getting food then we can change the god of our own understanding to meet what we want what we need and and, and it's 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 not a solid belief it's not something that says here i am here's what i say it's 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 our own decision so it's flexible and and um i believe that helps some people who are new believers to who don't know god at all to be able to say well i'm willing to put myself out there and start believing in god and so i think that works well for new believers but at a certain point in your faith you have to understand that you aren't in control of what god is and uh it's not just our understanding he is a god beyond our understanding and uh, so much more yeah you know he he's too big to put in a box exactly but you know it just we we live in a world where you know we we understand that you know something more had to create this world if you look at it if you look at all of the things that happen, you know, you're, you're going to say, well, there, there has to be something more. But a lot of us wants to control what that something more is. Mm-hmm. You know, as people, we want to have a choice. We want to have a choice if we do the right thing or the wrong thing. We want to have a choice to back up everything we do. And so, you know, we, we create these false idols. We create the these false religion where it just you know have you guys ever heard the term universalist no i've heard the term yeah so universalism is where there is a god there is a creator he might not necessarily want a relationship with us but there, there is something that created us and so rather than having a hell that will, where he will send everyone who's a non-believer, universalists believe that everyone go to heaven. So it doesn't matter what you believe in, doesn't matter if you're an atheist or if you're Muslim or, or whatever, the, the only thing is, is you're, you're saved because God loves you or, or you're saved because God will save everyone. And so that's what a universalist is. Hmm. That would be a great idea, like if God would save everyone, but I think it was clearly in, written in just about every religion that no, everyone won't go there. Yeah. Um, you kind of get to choose where you get to go. I think right, you of, have choices. Uh, free will. Yeah. You know, not everybody even wants to go to heaven. I don't think everybody, you know, cares for that even you know it's free yeah everybody decides for themselves what they want the the way i heard about hell and i really liked this teaching was that you know god doesn't want force himself on anyone yes and so what hell is is hell's a place where god is mm-hmm. so if god is love god is light god is life well guess what that means it's the absence of it absence of it and so God doesn't want force himself on us and so he'll give us a choice hmm. alright well I wanted to ask you Bo and Andrew um, what is spirituality versus you know organized religion what's, what's the main differences between the two you know I think for organized religion is there's a set rules you know that you, you need to be a part like as being a Christian, you need be be attendant to your relationship with God. You, you that's the main thing in your life is you know God died for your sins, and so your relationship, your love with Him matters. And so if that's the case, you want to follow the Ten Commandments. You want to do the things that you that will please Him. 
while while spirituality is really it's all about the person Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to church you don't have to do anything you don't want to it's it's all about you you know some of the new age spirituality is that aliens made the world which let's not get into that but basically spirituality is you get to make the rules yeah Personally, everybody has a spirit, so to a certain extent, you can be as spiritual as you want, because by default, you have a spirit. So, I mean, you can make your own rules and do whatever you want and still call yourself spiritual, to a certain extent. I guess religion gives us, well, here's what we believe, here's our guidelines, you know, here's the laws that we believe in, and it's more of a, you know, defines what our spirituality is. You know, and I believe that's why... uh, organized religion is why people are turning away from Mm -hmm. is because more and more people want to do things their own way you know we live in America where what's one of the main things you hear about in America do it your own way Mm -hmm. you know if someone isn't happy about how you're doing it then oh well you know, if you want to be the worst person in the world, then fine, be the worst person in the world. Or, you know, another thing we're running into today is, is you know, there is no absolute truth. Truth is what the majority of the people think tr- truth is. Yeah, everybody has their own truth. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, if that's the case then you know if David disrespected me then my own truth would be well I can kill I had to slap yeah (laughs) oh well I know growing up we were in church for a little bit and then we stopped going to church and one of the things my dad told me that really stuck with me is you don't have to go to church to be a Christian which is great because like that freed me from having to get up on Sunday morning and you know go to Bible study and do mm-hmm. the whole song and dance with at the uh, church. But what I realized, you know, le- years later is, yes, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. That statement may be true, but while I was going to church, you know, I was going to Bible study, I was reading my Bible, I was hearing uh, the Word, you know, I was praising God, and when I stopped going to church. I stopped doing those things. Yeah. So what made me a Christian if I was not praising God, I was not reading the word, I was not, you know, doing anything to advance my spirituality. I, I was I stopped well, having I, a relationship with God. I think basically, you know, doing all these things is is it's not saying you're not a Christian, but you're hurting yourself. You're cutting yourself off from your source, your lifeline, you know. Uh the way I've always had it, uh pictured in my mind what somebody explained to me is is God and the church and your fellow believers is like an umbrella that you all sit under to protect yourself from the rain and well yeah you can you know go out from underneath the umbrella and go stay over there but you're going to be getting rained on you know you're, you're, you're cutting off your, your source of your life you know your energy your well being by not going to church by not being with fellow believers who believe in the same thing you know these people, you know, they give you the life. They give you the love. God works through them for you, and the same for them. So without the people that share your beliefs and, and uh, you know, the Bible and, and all these other things, I mean, you can, you're still a Christian, but um, you're, you're going to fall victim at some point yeah. to, you know, you know, you have nobody around to help you. And, you know, it's, it, it's a hard life that way, for sure. Yeah, you're isolating yourself from mm-hmm. uh, the fellowship. And, I don't think it's a good way to live. And as addicts, people coming out of addictions, we know that isolation is bad, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It, it, when we isolate ourselves, it, it shoots ourselves in foot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we will be talking about, you know, the church and the status of the church in America in another episode and really talk about addictions in another episode. But, you know... One of the things I hear all the time is, well, I just don't have time to go church. <laughs> or, you know, I don't have time for 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 organized religion. Or, you know, 
the people in the church are a bunch of hypocrites. Which, let's be honest, some of them yeah, are. That may be yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. We're, yes. we're people just like every. We're, we're no different. No, no, uh, we're not. Yeah, we're, we're everybody is. You know, we all have the same struggles, and it says in the Bible that there's nothing new underneath the sun. You yeah. know, the devil uses the same tricks today as he did a thousand years ago, and we're all victims to the same thing to a certain extent. So you know, we just live by, uh, you know. Uh, you know by our word yeah by our word and you know it when you look at, so do you guys know what the biggest religion in america is i would assume christianity yes it, it is uh, christian mm-hmm. now do you know what the fastest growing religion in america is well it's probably not christianity yeah, it's you told us this earlier <laughs> yes islam it's Islam. Yeah. And one of the reasons about that, and again, we'll talk about this more on another episode, is because you look at Islam and they have to be so devoted to their religion. You know, in, in America, in American Christians, you don't see that devotedness anymore. No. You know, they, in Islam, they have to pray four times a day. A day, and they, you know, they there's strict things they can and can't do. You know, there was a basketball player um, last NBA season who is a devout Islam, uh, devout Muslim who he uh, he he would play games without eating um, because of some festival they were doing, and so. From from sun sunrise to sunset, he couldn't eat, and so when uh, he and it was NBA, NBA playoffs, and so when sunset, they'd run over and give him a sandwich real quick. But you see that you know people want to believe in something more. You know that's why spirituality is growing. That's why you know Islam is growing. You know. I, I see it as we were all created to worship something mm-hmm. and we still have that desire to worship something but we also want to have the choice to know what to worship and so they want to worship something but they'll be looking at the the followers of that religion to see well are they actually taking it serious mm-hmm. and if if someone's not going take it serious, guess what they're going to do? They're just going to create their own religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I said, I'm from Colorado, where, you know, a, a lot of new age beliefs are coming in, in Colorado. And one of the biggest things is, you know, my body is my temple, my body is my God. So their main concern is their body. They worship their body. Now, yes, I I believe we need workout and stuff like that, which is easy to say for someone who's overweight. But <laughs> but they are so devoted to to their bodies as the temples that you know, like I said, they will use healing crystals and stuff like that, or you know, they they. They, when someone is gone and lost, you know, when someone passes away, they will use mediums to talk to the dead. And so they want to believe in something more, but they just don't know how to. And so I I really think that's why we see why organized religion is going down, you know, because for one, people are fed up with the church. But two, you know, they want to worship something. They just don't know what to worship. Mm-hmm. That is true. And so uh, let's look at what the Bible says about all these false idols, all these uh, different spiritualities. So I'm going to read John 14:6. Yes, it's enlightenment. <laughs> and it says, Jesus t- said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to me or no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. 
From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus clearly says, you know, in Bible, it clearly says a lot of people are going to try to find a lot of different ways to heaven. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to find it. The only true way to heaven is Jesus Christ. The only true way out of our addictions, the only way, true way out of our hurtful lives is through Jesus Christ. Now, we can't kid ourselves. Our life is going to be hard. Yes. But it's going to be worth it, isn't it? Yeah, we fight for the end goal for the most part. It even says in the Bible... um, you know, if you follow me, um, prepare for uh, what do they say? trials and tribulations. Trials, tribulations for persecution. Mm-hmm. I, and no, no means necessary does it say it will be easy. I mean, we have a place to fall back on in Christ who gives us um, shelter when we, you know, lose energy, lose our way. I mean, we have a fallback. But, you know, when we're going, you know, our daily lives, um, you know, being... A, a light in a dark place is a, a draining experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know, being kind to somebody when um, your natural instinct is, you know, to bite back, uh, it takes energy to do that. It's yeah. exhausting and uh, it doesn't flow well with mainstream society. People actually, from what I found, uh, don't care for that. You know, they want you to be exactly the same as everybody. So, uh, Just wear your feelings on your sleeve. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And one of the, the verses that I thought went well with idols uh, I read in the Bible a few months ago while I was in my rehab was that it, it talked about how a man in the wilderness would cut down a tree and use the logs, the wood for fire, and then worship the logs for giving them warmth yeah. when those logs are nothing but inanimate objects. They can't speak. They can't talk. They can't feel. They don't have the soul. It's just logs, but we'll worship them because... It made us feel warm. Yeah. It's like, I think that's kind of, I kind of related that quite well when you said Colorado worship their bodies. And it's like, well, I'm glad that you are enjoying that or you're, you're, you know, you respect your body, but your body is, you know, flesh. It's nothing. It, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. I guess can considered to be somewhat similar to a piece of wood. But do, do you know what the difference between religion and being a Christian is? Jesus Christ is... Well, yes. Religion is all about you. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you look at it, um, all these false religions, all these, you know, even the prosperity gospel, it's all about you. God wants to make you rich. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you you are the kingdom... Like I said, all these modern, you know, spiritualities, it's all about you. You pretty much use God as a genie. Hey, yes. I want yeah. this, and yes. he's supposed to grant yeah. Yeah, But I don't believe it's like that. No. I mean, if it really worked like that, wouldn't everybody be prosperous? And, yeah. You know, rich and There happy? wouldn't be a lot yeah. of homeless people <laughs> running yeah. around. Yeah, we all want those things. Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, be- I think that's a total lie. Oh, yeah. Being a Christian is all about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ died for our sins. Jesus Christ died for us because he loved us so much that he wanted us to be free from those things. And so he gave us a way out, which is accepting him. And like I said, I think the reason why we organize religion is so, you know, is in the decline is because as followers of Christ, we're not showing that love anymore. We're not showing that that to the non-believers. Mm-hmm. All they see is a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I definitely see that because even by no means am I um, a, a fully mature, fully fledged uh, Christian or, or full in my faith. Uh, because in my addiction, it, it stripped me of a lot of things. Yeah, I have a lot of good head knowledge, but in my spirit, you know, I still walk daily with Christ to understand what that means. You know, yeah. I I don't know what it means to fully trust in God. I'm just not there yet. So, um, forgot where I was going with that. We're not totally. very good at being obedient. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. You Definitely know, not. we... we... 
we live in a world, we live in a country where it's all about head knowledge. I want to be the, as smart as I can. Mm-hmm. I can be the, I want to be the best person as I can so that I can rub it in other people's faces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being a Christian, it's all about obedience. You know, I had a friend who once say, um, who would always joke around, all right, let's have a humility contest. One, two, three, you win. And see, you know, being a Christian, being, you know, how people are looking at it now is it's all about us. It's all about me. And that's why I believe spirituality is in such a influx and, and, and stuff, you know, especially new spirituality where, like I said, aliens exist. Aliens created the world because guess what? People really want aliens to exist. Yeah. And so it's, it's all about them being able to control their lives and being in control. And so that's really what we have for the first episode is, yeah, I mean, we, we could all really go on and on oh, and yeah. on about yeah. this subject, yes. but um, I think that was a good first round, you know. We, we explored some topics, we uh, introduced ourselves, and uh, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot planned. Yeah. There are so many subjects that we'd like to go over, a, a lot of fun subjects, and uh, yeah, this is great. We're, we're happy to be doing this, and uh, can't wait to do more myself, really. Yes, and thank you for having me on your first episode. Don Andrew. That was fun. And this was The Cross, The Bible, and The Coffee. Yes. Welcome to another episode of The Cross, The Bible, and The Coffee Podcast. This is Andrew again, and uh, we have... This is Pastor Bo. And uh, today we're looking at another topic through the view of Christian, through uh, Christian eyes. And uh, we have a guest with us today. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Tim. Um, so I am the worship leader for the Issue of Society Community Church. Um, I, uh, I was also an ex-addict, or am an ex-addict. I don't know. No, you're good. All natural. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tim. Um, I'm the worship leader at uh, Issue of Society Community Church. Um, I'm a recovering addict as well. Um... I have uh, been with the church for about a year and a half now. I uh, met them when I was at the Salvation Army ARC. Um, yeah, so I uh, I was an addict for about 10 years before I, I seeked help. And uh, um, at this point in time, I've been clean for about uh, a little bit over 18 months. Well, we're glad to. Well, we're glad to have you on this podcast, uh, Tim. I hope you will find this time a fun time, and not too painful for you. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, uh, today's topic is going to be uh, about overcoming. And uh, before we start anything, let's just say yes, we are drinking coffee. We have some coffee, so. It is the cross, the Bible, and the coffee. We have to have the coffee. But uh, yeah, today our topic is about overcoming um, different aspects of it. You know, there's so many different things we over, overcome in life, our daily things, um, big things, you know, failures, successes, trust and faith in God. And we're just going to go over it uh, about personal experiences and the way uh, we see it as a Christian, as a faithful people. And um, so where do we start? Well, I think the first thing we do is we talk about just the theme of overcoming from a biblical sense. You know, if you look at the Bible, God chooses people who aren't quite perfect, people who are messed up. You know, you look at Noah, he was a drunk. David was an adulterer. Uh, You know, Samson was just a whole full big old mess. Big old mess. The hair. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, one person in particular, like I met, um, mentioned is David. You know, he, uh, he was chosen, anointed be, to be king. 
And uh, when he was anointed at this time, uh, the Israelites were at war with the Philistines. And at that time, the Philistines had this big hunk of a man by the name of Goliath. And, you know, they, they, all their warriors, all their Israel warriors tried to take down Goliath. And none of them were successful. And then here came uh, David, who from the, the sound of it was about five foot three, kind of just kind of small. They do say he was a quite good looking guy. But, uh, you know, he comes with a slingshot and he uh, overcomes Goliath. Now, you know, while looking at this topic, we need to understand that you know, it's not us who overcomes it. It's not us who have the strength to overcome it, but it's God. God gives us the strength if we're faith. And that's a that's a good thing that I was looking at. Before we started this, I was looking at some good points to make. And in every verse I found, well, most verses really I found about overcoming, um, they are all about God, trusting in God. There's very little to do about us as a person, as a people overcoming anything. It, it didn't seem like we really... Um, have that ability i suppose a lot of it was about trusting in god you know having faith and, and god will take care of us and that uh, he will make everything the way that it needs to be now we don't always get what we want but i mean when it comes to big problems god is the one that does things like that for us through prayer um well i you, mean you know andrew you and, and tim you're both ex-addicts have you ever tried to overcome your addiction by yourself Quite a few times. And how did that end up? It never worked out. <laughs> it never worked out. I've had uh, uh, four, five, six maybe stints in rehab. Uh, a couple of them not of my own choice. You know, I was younger and uh, my mom had me go in. But then there have been about three occasions where I went in on my own. But I just wasn't ready to, um, to give it to God. Um, I actually wasn't really a believer for a long time. But, you know, I found that, that since I have God in the mix, um, since he is my recovery now, um, it's obviously a lot better. It's night and day. I'm not, because, you know, I used to, like, I would still do bad things, but now I don't do bad things. Amen. And, you know, this is what we see in Bible. You know, every single time one of the characters in Bible tried to do it his own way, or tried to beat an army his own way, guess what happened? He felt miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, let's take a look at Jacob. Jacob was a liar, a thief, a stealer, just a horrible person in general. And, you know, he stole his brother's blessing. He did all these horrible things. And then, you know, he tried to make up for it himself, and he actually physically had to wrestle God. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, he, uh, he, he had, his brother was on his way to, to talk to him and he was afraid to death that his brother was going to kill him. But, you know, through God, through Christ, God's power, he ended up, you know, redeeming Jacob and, and, Jacob and Esau, they just had this huge hug. And that's because God gave Jacob the power to overcome his fear. You know, and that brings us to another point. What are some of the fears that you had to overcome? I know for me as a pastor, and we'll, we'll talk about more specific ways we've overcome our addictions and stuff like that. But, you know, one big thing about me is, I've always been super stupid, had huge stage fright. You know, whenever I got in front of people, I would always pause and, and just freeze up. But, you know, as a pastor, you really can't do that. And so, you know, God has given me the strength to overcome that fear. So what are some of the fears in your life that you've been, over, been able to overcome because of God? Now, I think... Uh... Uh, myself as an addict, um, the biggest thing um, to tackle fear-wise is just the normal activities of the day. Going to work every day, 
paying bills, having a social life, because as an addict, you have to have a social life. Um, we're not, we don't do very well by ourselves. We tend to isolate and uh, get stuck in bad thought processes and whatnot. But uh, I think me as a person, um, I struggle with day-to-day -day things, just getting through the days. Um, there's several times when I have breakdowns and I just feel like I can't do it anymore. Like I, I and it's over simple stuff. You know, it's it's never anything huge. Like, oh, I can't. I'm never going to reach five hundred thousand dollars this year or anything like that. Or, or, or you know, it, it's usually the most daunting things I face are the daily basis things. And, and I I don't think that's just addicts either. I think that's a, a lot of people. I think we all struggle with the same type of things us all being humans i mean yeah. we, we only struggle with so many things but um the devil uses the small things to to make us down mm -hmm. smallest things make the biggest difference a yeah. lot of times so, so that so that's like one of my bigger issues you know I, I i never get overwhelmed with too many other things but you know um it's the little things yeah so tim how about you and your life what fear have you and they have to overcome. I think the biggest one, though, was uh, just fear of, like, you know, facing the shame and uh, guilt, you know, all that, that, that bad stuff that I've done. Um, and, you know, one thing that I've come to realize, you know, I, as you know, you and Andrew know, I recently, you know, got back in touch with my family and all this stuff. And I had, like, built all this up in my head. Uh, when I think in reality, like they had kind of already let it go. I just wasn't able to let it go to myself, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, we just got to that point in our client, in our lives where we're able to start getting to things like that. Cause when we were in our addictions, we letting go of anything, we weren't even there yet. You know? So it's like uh, everybody else moved on with their life while we were still yeah. stuck in the same stuff. And we're just now getting to that part. But. Oh yeah, exactly. And do, I can understand that, yeah. do you guys think you'd be able to do that without a relationship with Christ? Um, that's definitely the breaking point. I mean, there's there's always some stuff that you just have to get over as yeah. a person. But to truly let go of things and, and um, not be bitter, you know, to, uh, you know, overcome. Yeah, overcome these challenges we face in life. Yeah, it's impossible without yeah. Christ, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> so, you know, let's get a little more specific. You know, I know uh, we're all three completely different. You know, I'm from the mountains of Colorado. Thank Lord. <laughs> um, you know, we have two Indiana boys. You know, Andrew, you went to uh, Texas for a while. Yeah. And so, you know... Um, I myself never struggled with addictions, but let's get a little more specific. Um, tell us a little bit, tell the viewers, well, listeners, about, you know, some of the specific things about your addiction that you had to overcome. Um, really, it is letting go of worldly things. Um, really doesn't translate to to much else than that to me because um, in your addiction you tend to hold on to all your junk it doesn't even have to be drugs particularly but just you know your lifestyle the way you think about things um, it took me you know I, I as I said in the last podcast you know I went to a, a, a mission a rehab before the one where I actually completed and uh, I wasn't able to let go of some things and so uh, my addiction, the world, it got back a hold of me and, you know, I failed to do what I went there to do, which was get sober. But, uh, even still, I, I'm finding that I have trouble letting go of certain things, uh, ways I lived in my addiction. And it's, it has nothing to do with drugs, just, you know, the way I carry myself after work. Do I, you know, prepare myself for the next day? Do I read my Bible? Do I pray? Or do I, you know, just hang around the house and chill and watch TV? And, it's small things like that that, that keep you stuck in a, um, a thought process that uh, burdens you, I guess you could say. So but, what I hear you saying is, is, you know, to be able to continue to overcome the daily issues, to 
continue to overcome and, and defeat your, your, your addiction, as we were saying, you, you need to hang on to your relationship with Christ. You need to allow God to give you the power. Yeah, and that's one of the steps in, in AA is coming to believe that there's a power greater than yourself and then allowing him to take the will in your life. And so that's a, a huge part of it is giving up my own control of the things that I want to do and allowing Christ to take control of my life and allowing him to work through me in my life. And to do that is is to give up these things. Yeah. Tim, how about you? Well, you know, Bo, I think uh, one of the things that, that I have to, you know, overcome is just kind of the way I feel. You know, with, with, with drugs in my life, you know, I could always control how I felt. You know, if I, if I didn't feel good, if I felt bad, uh, I could change it, you know. I could take, you know, whatever I wanted, and then that would make me feel some different type of way. Now, really, in the long run, though, it always makes everything worse. We just, you know, want that instant gratification. Um, but I have to overcome just the way I feel every day. I have to, I, I have to be okay with that. Yeah, you know, I, I truly believe, and, you know, I'm preaching to choir, but I think every single day, you have to wake up and be a hundred percent sure you want to overcome your addiction today mm. or overcome whatever ills you, whatever hurt, hangup or habit, you know. Um, I, I talk a lot to the people I minister to and I tell them all the time, alcohol and drugs is just a symptom. You know, there's usually some root cause to it and to overcome those root causes you know, we really need God's strength and more important than his strength, we need his love. You know, I know in my life, you know, I struggled with being picked on because of how I sound all my life. You know, I've been, I've been told that I was a waste of space. I've been told that, you know, no one loves me. I've been told that I should just kill myself. And so, uh, you know, all my life there was this issue and, and I, because of that, I always, you know, I, I tried to commit suicide countless of times and to overcome the suicide, I, I really had to lean on the fact that God loved me and through leaning on that fact, I realized that, man, I can overcome this. Or, or maybe I can't, but God can, can give me the strength to overcome this. Mm 